today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. Got a two-pack of stories here. Uh, A happy reunion and uh, new information about a very, very big story involving a huge actor. Right. Uh, Let's start with the happy stuff first. Let's do the happy stuff. Let's start on a good note here. Shawn Mendes, Camila Cabello, apparently back together. I didn't see it coming. No, we thought they were done. Uh, So, you know, we saw them making out, dancing together at Coachella. Everybody thought, well, it's just a Coachella hookup. Yeah. Now, we had a big debate in the newsroom about it. And like, no, no, this is just a one-off. They saw each other. They were always friendly even when they broke up. There was no big drama that we know of. I had to learn about the free love that's available at Coachella (laughs) because I've never been to Coachella and I haven't been to really many music festivals. I go to a garden box at the Hollywood Bowl every yeah. now and then, but there's not much making out that goes on there. But apparently... because well, the uh, oxygen tanks get in the way of the artist <laughs> using, right. but... That's right. But uh, Coachella to the Kids is a place where you just kind of hook up with, with sure. people who are available. Everyone is... A lot of people doing lots of drugs and drinking, so it's it's not necessarily where you take a serious relationship, but you no, can... No, it's, it's just a I remember good time. Cotton used to fall in love all the time when sure. he used to go to Coachella. And, you know, Sean and Camilla have this history, so they get together... Comfortable. Hooked up, hooked up a little bit, uh, but now we've seen them out days after Coachella strolling hand in hand in Santa Monica they're together we're back in the real world now right. the fog of the Coachella glaze on your life is is gone and right. now you're sobered up and still holding hands I think it's a huge sign now it's a very short video it's just them sort of like walking down a sidewalk but it has this sort of intimacy of a relationship they look very comfortable they're holding hands it's not it doesn't look like a friendly holding hand no, you know, no like you, a, you're holding an arm as you lead someone they're holding hands like a couple and given their history this is you know if it was just oh we're exes who still kind of get along we're both at Coachella and also, they could hook up with anybody they want. But yes. also, they're both very famous. You yes. got to be a little careful about who you're hooking up with, probably. So they've got each. They feel safe with each other. Yeah, I'm sort of happy for this. In, in 2019, when they got together, um, you know, they were a cute couple. They're very young. Uh, both of them have sort of a Disney appeal. She's right. been in a, a remake of a Cinderella movie that my daughter really liked. He has a sort of kind of squeaky clean Bieber is how right. I think of Sean. He, he's like he's like Bieber without the hijinks. Exactly. Fewer tattoos, but very boyish looking and and, and sort of uh, has that image. So I thought they were a cute couple during the pandemic. They got really close because right. they were together in 2019 and they basically quarantined together. And they were one of those couples that you just thought like, oh, that's adorable. It's nice that they don't have to be lonely when they emerged. Things have been a little bit rockier for Sean in terms of his mental health. He's he's yeah. spoken openly about taking a break and taking a step back from music and wanting to get himself right. I wonder now if some of that was due to the the breakup, maybe destabilizing him in some ways. So, you know, the work also and the stress of sort of being a young pop star. I'm sure that played a role, but. He never seemed as happy post-relationship. It didn't look like we had a few um, sort of sightings of him with his chiropractor. There was some speculation that he was dating. People this thought they were together. They were not. That was ridiculous. Yeah, at that the was kind of silly. He seems happy. I mean, it, this does. You know, I'm very cynical, but I think it can happen that you circle back to a person that you're very comfortable with, and you know, a lot of the negative memories fade, and the good ones sort of bubble to the surface. Right. And this seems well, like a good thing. In the circumstances, like you said, they're young. So when they started dating in 2019, they were in their early, early 20s. Yes barely not far past 20 now they're in their mid 20s it's been 4 years and and those are that's not a long time but those are some crucial years right you know by like 25 26 you know more what you want than when you do when you're 20 21 and their relationship immediately was kind of thrown into this chaos beyond just them being you know both incredibly famous and you know there was so much scrutiny on the relationship then you go into quarantine yes and they seem to survive through 
you know, yeah, quarantining that, together. That is forging a relationship right. in the fires of like close proximity. You're because like, even a marriage was yeah. tested. We were just like, <laughs> you don't want to be around a person 24-7. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Everybody was navigating that. So when you're 22, 23 years old and suddenly you're living with this person yep. and you don't have any other options, it, it's a lot. And they survived that mostly now until, you, until it ended. And now maybe they're like, you know what? We did have something. You good. talk of them like they're mature mid twenties people, as if that's like a new phase of life. It's it's but it kind of is. Older. It kind of is. Just think when you, I mean again, they're super famous. Their reality is very different than ours. Yes. But when you're nineteen, twenty, twenty one, you're in college. You're starting to you know you can legally drink. It's a whole new world to you. By twenty five, twenty six, you're starting to figure out your adult life. I think that's right. And and given their temperament, at least what we know publicly, I, neither of us know them personally. No. He could be a raging jerk but it doesn't seem that way he seems like a very nice guy right. she seems sort of lovely it doesn't look like it's going to have the volatility of and I, I've already compared him to Bieber but there was a little ballad of uh, you know Justin and Selena back in the day where it seemed um, sort of restless and youthful and exuberant in a way yeah. that wasn't going to last I remember Justin was getting in trouble at the time he would go to Miami and there were DUIs and things of that nature Selena seemed like she was pining for him it didn't seem like it yeah. was necessarily like the the healthiest relationship. Now he's, you know, obviously happily married to Haley Bieber. They're having a kid and so forth. Selena seems fine. She's in Only Murders in the Building. I think this this relationship seems to me like it could last, uh, it could. go the distance because they do seem to have learned some things. They're not in the, they're not on the street making out. You know, I, I look at those. Which they were when they started dating. Remember, we used to think like, yes. oh, it was so very public. All the the, the PDA with them. It's like, yes. okay, okay, in the in the water. I remember they'd right. be on the beach and so forth. This seems uh, sweeter. You know, when I see Emily Ratajkowski making out with Harry Styles I'm like oh, that's that's passion that's not necessarily right. love when I see that's two hot people, people hooking up that's hot people hooking up you <laughs> this, know this that, is hot people hooking up this is now though the holding hands uh, video is sweet it, 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 it looks like a relationship that is sort of like cal calmed down and is sort of giving another shot. Now, I wanted to mention there are some song lyrics that she has that uh, sort of alluded to the fact that she might uh, want to get back with Sean. I saw these earlier this morning and something to the effect of like, you know, if you come to Coachella, cool. It's written in a very like sort of a young kid way. But it's like, <laughs> I want to hear Coachella, you read this. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you don't, it's all good. But if you do, uh, it'll be all I think about or something like that. So right. I, I imagine that Sean caught wind of this and was like, oh, maybe she's feeling the same way I do, and they, the relationship has blossomed once again. Anyway, tell I, I me hope about these crazy kids make it work. So do I. I feel like two <laughs> older men being like, oh, good luck, you two. Good luck, um, kids. We're rooting for you. Tell me about Frank Ocean, because I need to be brought up to speed as to who he is really in music. <laughs> I, I know who Frank Ocean is as a name, but how is he positioned, and is this a big deal, uh, the news? This is a big deal. So, I mean, well, he was one of the headliners at Coachella, like the headliner. Yeah. So that's how big he is. He's one of those artists, I tried to explain this to somebody else who was like, I don't know any of his songs. He doesn't have those, like, giant crossover pop songs you'd hear on the radio all the time if you're a pop fan or whatever. Okay. But he's he's one of those people that his songs have a ton of streams. His 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 fan base is so dedicated well, it's kind of to is he a deeply like respected as an yes. artist. Yes, and, and he hasn't Compared done anything to someone in years. Who will resonate with me? Who is he like in terms of like he's not a big hit maker, but he's a very respected guy that I would care about. Sorry to make this about. Me. I don't know if there's anybody respected that you care about. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You like a lot of cheesy cornball music, uh, but no, like the, the, sort of a comparison you might get. Like you know, he was Frank Ocean was part of Tyler the Creator's Odd Future crew early on. Got in it. the same way, Tyler the Creator doesn't crank out big radio-ready pop hits necessarily, but, but people love his albums future. are number one. Yeah. People are obsessed with him. His fan base is so hardcore. Frank Ocean's the same way. People have been waiting years and years for new music, so we're like, okay, he's, he's back. Okay. And that performance at Coachella last weekend was 
kind of underwhelming. A lot of people very disappointed by that. Yeah, although in our newsroom, Jacob was defending the performance and said... Because people who love him are very passionate. Got it. Yes, okay. but so now Frank Ocean has dropped out of the second weekend. I think probably not a huge surprise to anybody. Uh, he's citing a fractured ankle. Okay. Which had happened before the first weekend, I believe, which was sort of the excuse for why, oh, well, he couldn't really move around the stage and he was having trouble because of his ankle. Now he's just, he's not doing it. Gotcha. Um, Coachella's not too upset because, you know, the, the other big surprise of last weekend was Blink-182 yeah. doing their first big the reunion. reunion show. So now they are going to take his place as the headliners. Are they the sort of uh, better vibe for Coachella because their music is sort of amped up and fun for the most part? And Probably. Frank Ocean is a little more artistic. That, and it, that, it was weird Frank Ocean is the headliner, not because of how big he is, because he's big enough to be the headliner. Sure. But yeah, it's it's sort of introspective, a little bit more mood music. Right. Which is, you know, I love that music, but that's... Let's you, you want to end Coachella, yeah. yeah. Blink One Eighty Two is so far the other way. Gotcha. Um, but also, they're they're huge, and like Frank Ocean, people have been waiting years for them to come back. So it's sort of that same energy of, oh, it's this like amazing, huge, beloved artist that we've been waiting years and years to see, and now they're back. Gotcha. So Blink One Eighty Two, if you're into it, go to uh, Coachella Weekend Two. Right. So we've got Sean and Camilla. We're wishing them the best of luck, uh, and that's an opportune time to bring us to our sponsor. Yes. Our uh, this episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. Yeah, so the thing that's unique about this, is it's an online service, so if you're wondering, like, what is this? It's the same ingredients that are in Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, all the stuff that we know, uh, So, but this is chewable. Oh, that's pretty good. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to doctor's offices, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You just go online, order this stuff, and it comes in an envelope. Right. And it could be the best sex you've ever had, which is a low bar for you, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> this... thanks for that, Eric. And uh, uh, so does it work? Uh, don't think you need it. Try it for free for a right. month and see. You're going to love it. Yeah. And Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMZ at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TMZ to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, with that said, let's move on to um, our more serious story of the day, but it's a very, very big deal. I've been talking about this a lot with people at the office. Jonathan Majors um, now has said that there's video proof that he didn't strike his ex-girlfriend because he says after this whole incident that she alleges I beat her in the back of a 
taxi. Uh, she went clubbing and seemed fine on video. Now, this is coming on the heels of prosecutors actually saying other alleged victims are coming forward and trying to corroborate the story that the ex-girlfriend is making by saying Jonathan Majors is a, a violent guy and here's right. his his past history. So you have these two things going on. Uh, let's just lay out what Jonathan Majors says uh, happened because she alleged that they were in this cab and they got into an argument over a text message that may have shown he was talking to another woman. She got upset, and they had some sort of combative interaction in the it, back it, of it his It has a car. lot of shades of Chris Brown and Rihanna. It really did. That's because that was a battle over of. a phone, and yeah, it, it has a lot of that same kind of feel. But he's saying, she alleged that he like broke her finger and she has a laceration behind right. her ear, and she has a and she has a broken finger or an injured so, finger. Right. So uh, what his people are saying, the, the video proof is when she went clubbing, not just that she went out to a club after this happened, but that she's repeatedly through the night using her hand with the alleged broken finger and doesn't seem to be in any sort of pain or infirmed in any sort of way. That she pushes her hair back behind her ear without wincing or anything. Is which, holding champagne glasses, right. holding a menu, and so forth. They're trying to paint a picture of this is not a person with an injured finger at this moment in time. And the timeline he's trying to paint is there was an altercation in the car. She was attacking me right. and trying to scratch me. He says he alerted the driver, who he believes will testify to his side of the story entirely, that he wanted to pull the car over so he could jump out. That He was under attack. She was scratching and out of control. Um, he did get out of the car. He left. She continued in that ride to a club, and that's where they say there's all this surveillance footage showing a woman who doesn't have an injured finger right. and seems fine and is partying. There's also allegations that while at the club, she used his credit card to purchase an $800 bottle of champagne. They're sort of painting her as this angry woman who is lashing out at Jonathan Majors. Now, then things get a little odd because... He, he's saying that she came back to his place. Yes. He came home after her, like, several hours later and found her, like, yeah, partially naked in his closet, unconscious. She had thrown up in his bed. Yes. And that he called 911 to help her. That's right. He says at this point when he finds her, she does have these injuries. But given that gap of time after the incident in the car, they certainly weren't inflicted by me because you can see her clubbing after which I hadn't seen her. Um, so he says he asked her. He called 911. What he was told was she took a bunch of sleeping pills um, and she was disoriented and never had the narrative that Jonathan Majors actually inflicted these injuries on her. What he says happened is the cops then come and there's body cam footage of the officer talking to the woman about this incident and her injuries. And according to Jonathan, it sounds like the officer is sort of coaching the woman right. to uh, now allege that Jonathan inflicted these injuries, sort of putting his hand around his neck to sort of help her with this narrative of choking or strangulation going on during during the fight that they had in the car. And it sounds like this is the first time this surfaces. And he says, even when I called 911 to help her, this was never her narrative. And now this is something that was grafted on top of it. We're at a, they want the charges thrown out. He's got a very uh, aggressive lawyer, you know, advocating on his behalf that this is an outright lie. Sometimes we'll see, um, you know, lawyers try to contextualize what happened. They will say this was mutual combat. The woman hit me first and any injuries she, she sustained were me restraining her. Right. You'll hear that narrative a lot. That is not the, the tactic that Jonathan Majors has taken. He's saying this is an outright lie by a jilted ex. Uh, she attacked me. I don't know how she suffered these injuries because when I left her, she was fine. She went clubbing. There's evidence of her clubbing without an injury. And then I came upon her and she had these injuries. And I was trying to help her by calling 911. So this is a 
full-throated defense. Right. And, and it's interesting. We'll have to see what with all the other accusers that are coming forward, exactly what those stories are and what his response to that is. But we've already seen such swift action taken against him publicly yes. that his, uh, his career his is in shambles. Management PR firms dropped him. The Texas Rangers dropped him from a spot. He's uh, lost movie roles already. He was playing Otis Redding in a biopic. To uh, your, he is the villain of Marvel. Yeah, right he, now. the, the he, whole of this entire phase. The next like three or four years of Marvel are built around his character. He's the the Thanos character basically yeah, for the next couple of years. It is as if years. Josh Brolin had this happen uh, when Iron Man One came out. Right, right. Which was or, or no Avenger, the first Avengers. When the first Avengers, yeah. I'm sorry, when the first Avengers came out and they positioned Thanos for all of those movies, uh, that entire phase of the project, it would be as if he was facing these allegations. It's a big deal. Which it's interesting you say that because you remember back in the day, Josh Brolin and Diane Lane, there were allegations about a very violent nature to their relationship, and that yes. was years before he played Thanos. Right, but it didn't really affect him. So I've, I've seen a lot of people saying like, why are they going so hard after Jonathan Majors when so many other people have either gotten a pass or just a let's wait and see, which seems to be what Marvel specifically is doing so far. Like, they haven't announced that they've dropped him. or right. there's, They said there's not even a conversation about it yet. Uh, but they've got to have those conversations soon because yeah. unless he somehow gets vindicated in all this. Yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a theory about what's going on and why it's being played this way. One, we're in a very sort of different stage in in Hollywood history than we used to be. I mean, there were actors who had problematic domestic violence allegations who acted in the industry. You sort of knew that they had these rumors or even, you know, court cases against them. And they were facts. Yeah, they were still able to have a career. Mickey Rourke is one of them who pops into my mind. He was a guy who was sort of on the fringes, but he was a he was an actor uh, and a sort of working actor for a long time with lots of allegations about him. Um, Jonathan Majors is on the precipice of becoming sort of the next big, big thing. I mean, he's such a great actor. I saw him in Creed. I mean, he could be Denzel big. He's really like a very, very good actor. Um, but he's not yet a household name. And I think there's an opportunity. Well, now he is now. People, yeah, he's a household <laughs> name for the wrong reasons. But I think when the management runs from someone like this, it's like we don't have to necessarily anoint him yet. He's, right. he's ready to be the big, big, huge name star, top billing guy. But... If he's problematic, we got to run now. And it sounds like a lot of them are fleeing, and I'm not sure that's fair. And he's certainly saying this is an outright lie and it shouldn't destroy my career. But the stink of the allegations uh, of this nature, even just the allegations, unfounded right. in this era, they stick to you. They and, stick and to you very differently. Does, some people are wondering, like, the way that so many of these big firms have so quickly fled from him, like it, all these endorsement deals, all these things, the army has dropped him as yeah. a, a spokesperson. Is it just a knee-jerk reaction in the moment we're in right now? Or people are saying, do they know things we don't know? That's what that's what I'm wondering, because the, the swiftness with which they pulled everything, and he's sort of, he's got big movies coming out. He was just yeah. in you know, Creed 3. He's got a big movie in Sundance, I believe, or some festival circuit movies. Um, so I don't know. Everyone is sort of fleeing. This sounds to me like he is absolutely professing his innocence, and, and he doesn't want to have any of this follow him around. I don't, I don't know if the, you can unring that bell completely. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an interesting uh, development, and... We'll have to see where it goes because the prosecutors still seem like they're moving forward with this case. They believe they have enough to sort of uh, carry it through. His lawyer doesn't look like they're backing down. I don't necessarily see a plea deal because I don't think that would be helpful for him. I think he needs to absolutely have exoneration. He does. And it doesn't sound like the prosecutor is going to let it just be dismissed entirely. It's just interesting. If, If this does ultimately wind up completely sinking his career and that's the end of it, I can't think of anybody, certainly in recent memory, who so quickly 
blew up. Like he had like Lovecraft Country two or three years ago, and it's like, oh, this guy's really good. Yes. And then suddenly he's in everything, and and huge blockbusters and Oscar movies are on the way, and then it just stops overnight. I was racking my brain for it's, for an analogy. I don't really have it. I mean, I guess you know, I'm trying to think of anyone who has come through this and been completely okay. You know, everyone has the you know Mike Tyson. It's chased him for years. His his rape conviction. Kobe Bryant had the Chris Brown. It's still gets brought up a lot. Case, and then he. I think he's beloved now. Chris Brown, it's still brought up every time you talk about him. Johnny Depp exonerated himself in this trial. If you ask a lot of people, he was proven to, in right. his mind. But some least. people will never forget but him. some people will think of him as, a, as an abuser, regardless of how that case came out. I, I think Jonathan Majors, given the high-profile nature of this, will have to deal with this element of his uh, reputation forever. For better yeah. or worse, unfair or not, it's there. That's the way the world works now. So we'll uh, we'll continue to follow it, and that'll do it for us today. See you next time.